to me, what survivorship means is living my life to the fullest and just crossing off things on my bucket list, not because I'm dying, but because I'm living. I'm Yanira Galindo for N equals one, a podcast about science and discovery at UC San Diego. Today's podcast will be the first in a two-part series. And I'm Michelle Brie Baker. In each episode, we bring you the story of one project, one discovery, one scientist, or in this case, one patient. And today on N equals one, the patient's actually a colleague and dear friend. And I'm going to try not to make eye contact because we can get a bit emotional. Uh, you just heard her voice, Michelle. She's an incredibly funny, outgoing, and talented woman, a mother of two young boys and a wife to a firefighter. She's going to share with us her personal experience with breast cancer. Darn you, Yadira. I'm already crying. We just started. Now I'm all teary-eyed. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. The conversation today is actually going to be about survivorship. It's the phase that often gets overlooked, and it's the point that I'm at now. So I'm transitioning from patient into a, quote, new normal. So where do I go from here? As I'm finding out, this journey doesn't really end when the doctor visits stop and you're considered in remission or cured. So to help us explain what survivorship is and to guide us through this next chapter in Michelle's life are two women with very important roles in helping patients transition to this new normal. Ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us what your role is in UC San Diego. My name is Cecilia Kasperic, and I am the nurse navigator with the Comprehensive Breast Health Center. And my name is Lori Knight. I am the licensed clinical social worker at the Comprehensive Breast Health Center. So I think probably the most important thing for us to do now is to actually hear Michelle's story. So Michelle, I know this is really fresh for you, um, but please tell us your story. I was diagnosed with a late stage two breast cancer in February 2017. Uh, three months prior, I had been diagnosed with an early stage melanoma, um, which I was able to uh, get surgically removed and cured from that, but um, it just put me on high alert of my body. And so when I started to have that really odd armpit, armpit feeling, um, the alarm bells just went off. And uh, one night I was sitting on the couch and feeling around that armpit area and discovered uh, a lump, what felt like to me like a movable cherry tomato. I did not feel anything in my breast, um, but I just knew something was wrong. Fast forward to going to my doctor and ended up getting a mammogram and an ultrasound. And uh, it was discovered through many tests that I had breast cancer that had, uh, that had spread to my lymph nodes. And so that cherry tomato was actually an enlarged lymph node that I was feeling. And so then my journey of treatment began. Um, I was in a clinical trial at UC San Diego Health, and so I got chemo first, along with a pill that I took every day. Three weeks into that treatment, my cancer was two-thirds gone. 
and my lymph nodes were down to normal size. So that clinical trial drug that I was on really kicked my cancer's butt. It was discovered, uh, you know, I was kind of punched in the gut hard with the breast cancer diagnosis, and then I was punched in the gut really hard again, right as I was like trying to stand up, I was felt like I was being punched down the ground again, because it was discovered that I have the BRCA1 gene mutation which um, is most likely why I got breast cancer at the age of 39. So because of my breast cancer and the gene mutation, um, I decided to um, get a double mastectomy, and then I decided to go through radiation and have a hysterectomy and have breast reconstruction. So I've had all those things done except the breast reconstruction. I'm getting that done um, soon. The great news is that after my uh, double mastectomy, my pathology report was clear. <sighs> All right, sorry. <sighs> so that was uh, the best news that I could have had. It's so very fresh, as Yadira said, but I'll never forget that day. Um, I have two little boys. I fought like hell and went through all that treatment um, for them because um, I want to see them grow up and now and now I feel like I can and I'm going to so um, even though the treatment's done um, as you can tell emotions are very fresh and so now I'm transitioning into the phase of what they call survivorship um, I have survived breast cancer but um, there's still a lot of emotions and thoughts and, f and feelings and things that you do as a survivor um, that I don't think are talked about as much. And so that is where I'm at right now. And trying to figure out who I am as a breast cancer survivor because I've changed. My perspectives have changed, my outlooks have changed, and sometimes that can be wonderful and I think it's such a gift that cancer gives you. I'm trying to navigate this path I'm on and this new chapter and I'm so unbelievably grateful for it. Um, but it, it, you know, you don't just celebrate and go, okay, I'm moving on with life. Um, there's a lot of things that need to be processed still in my mind. So Cecilia, we keep throwing out the word survivorship. Really, what, what is survivorship and how do you help people like Michelle move into this phase? Right. There's a lot of different, different definitions for survivorship, but the Commission on Cancer and the National Cancer Institute um, define it from the day of diagnosis till the end of life. And so it's actually quite a long period. Um, but the period that we're talking about today is post-active treatment. And so things that are important during that time are things that are important during treatment too. Overall care for your mind, your body, and your spirit. And that's something that we really strive to do and provide at UC San Diego Health. Um, but I think in a, in a special way as we're transitioning into this new normal that you described. So we do have a lot of programs at the Cancer Center that are geared towards providing support for those dimensions. We have exercise classes and nutrition programs and support groups and um, all different things that are touching on those areas but are very specifically we want to be focusing towards this stage in your life now. And social work and support groups are one of the most important part of that. So I'd really like to pass that over to my colleague, Lori. Thank you. 
I had the joy of meeting Michelle um, and her husband when she was first diagnosed. And um, it was basically like sitting there and, and seeing two deer with their in the headlights expression because they were both terrified. And so I don't think they heard a whole lot that I was saying um, when I first met them, but it was one of those things where I wanted them to have a name, a face, and a feeling. And the feeling was, we got you, we're here for you, we're gonna support you, and you are not alone. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> so that was one of the most important things I wanted her and her husband to know first time coming in because they don't know what the road is ahead. So when I first meet people, I try to do a lot of um, anticipatory guidance, kind of walking them through emotionally, um, physically, um, and in terms of support, what that's going to look like and where their needs might go um, as they go through this. Um, a lot of people come in saying, okay, I'm good, I got this, I have family support, but they really have no idea what they're in for yet. And so we try to sort of map out emotionally kind of what that's going to look like and where they're going to be so that we can normalize the um, the experiences that they're having because a lot of people come in like Michelle who is a very positive person and so she's not someone I would say well you just gotta be positive because number one she is and number two then that kind of sets you up for failure if you are scared if you cry if you get angry if you have any kind of questions and so I don't like to say be positive I like to say be real Michelle, you know, went through all of those kinds of emotions during her journey, but now she's at that point where she's going to stop seeing her doctor all the time, mm -hmm. and she may still have some of these feelings, so what then? Right, that's a good question, and that's something we talk about quite a bit. The other thing I want to say about Michelle is she has been um, very involved in support group and coming to support group, and it has been amazing to watch her not only as a person and a patient that's getting support, but as a person and a patient um, and a friend and a colleague and a professional and a mother giving advice and giving support to other women. So she may not feel like, you know, what do I know? But she has a lot to offer. Her experience is rich and she can certainly share that with people who are newly diagnosed, who walk in with that same expression of deer in the headlights. So when Michelle sees that, she instinctively goes into a nurturing phase and is able to walk people through both emotionally and also physically what she went through. That's something I can't offer. I've never gone through cancer, um, but she's gone through it. So she can tell you what a biopsy is. She can tell you what radiation is, she can tell you what infusion is like, what losing your hair is like, what losing your breasts are like, surgery, I mean, that's a lot, a lot of detail, and she can tell you, because she's done it. So the support goes both ways, giving and getting, and I've seen her do that dance beautifully. That means a lot to me. And I will say this as a survivor, and we were talking, Cecilia, a little bit about this before we uh, started the podcast, but the support group has been a unique experience for me because, and I've talked to you about this, Yadira, when I first went, I was overwhelmed. I was still in the thick of things, and there are um, patients of all, at all different phases in their treatment. And I remember feeling many emotions when I walked out, Uplifted was not one of them, which is what I thought I would feel. 
I felt um, very heavy in my heart because there were a couple stage fours and I was in remission. There was a little bit of guilt. There was a little bit of, I just told my story and I'm having these amazing results. And now there's a woman with stage four and I, it made me so sad and overwhelmed and I wasn't sure if I could go back. And then as time went on and I started to process my feelings more and go through it more, um, I found what Lori was saying, what I now really love about it is helping others who are where I was. So my feelings about support group have changed. That said, I will also say, I do think it's very important for survivors to connect with other survivors because what our needs are at this time are not what they were when we were first diagnosed or even when we were in the middle of going through treatment. Mm -hmm. The thoughts, the what ifs, the anxiety, all that, like everything just kind of shifts as a survivor. And so it is a unique experience to then sit with others who are where I was. I find it both inspiring. Um, it fills my uh, heart with joy. It makes me feel like I did not go through this in vain because I can help others. But there also is a very select, I think, set of emotions as a survivor that you just can't possibly have when you're first diagnosed or going through it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where do I go from here? And that's a good point. Michelle and I have talked about this too, is that, um, you know, it's now she, she was on such an adrenaline rush mm -hmm. going yeah. through treatment and she was very motivated to go hard and fast through her treatment. Um, and she was a good patient and she showed up on time and she went for it and she was positive and she, she really had a good support. And now that she's in survivorship, it's sort of like this um, shift because this adrenaline kind of thing has stopped and we've sort of ended, we've ended that phase of treatment. And so now we're trying to figure out together, you know, who, who are you? Who are you now, Michelle? And you can't go through a, a situation or an illness that's life-threatening like that and come out the other end the same person. So the goal is not to go back to being the you that you were or going back to quote normal. It's now knowing what you know and being what you, going through what you have been through, who are you now? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to your family? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean physically, emotionally, spiritually? You know, how, how do you integrate that experience now going forward? Mm -hmm. So I've heard a lot of people at Morris Cancer Center talk about speaking to other survivors has helped them uh, because they are scared and they like to hear from other people who've gone through it mm -hmm. how that helps them mm -hmm. so it's great that that's being offered and that Michelle you took a lot out of that but Cecilia I wonder um, for those people who maybe support group isn't for them or they're just not ready for that what other options does Morris Cancer Center or other cancer centers offer that might help them mentally, emotionally. Right, and there's so many things in the community. So although we have a lot of things at the cancer center, um, I definitely want to note that there's things in the community as well. 
Um, for example, the YMCA is someone we partner with and they have a program specifically geared for cancer patients um, and survivorship that allows them to have a free personal trainer, to, um, gets them in doing physical exercise that we know releases those feel-good hormones and are definitely supportive for the mental and, not, and the physical side. Um, that includes also a support group of people who are wanting to move forward, are wanting to actively say, I'm, I'm in this program because I want to get better and I want to live. That's the ultimate goal of survivorship is to live and to live well. And so the resources that we have um, at the Cancer Center, of course, there's like we have expressive arts program, which often touches those emotions and things we didn't even know were there through arts or painting or things. Um, we have couples retreats and support groups because we know that body image and sexuality and the way that your body works is just different. You know, Michelle has mentioned a number of the things that have changed, you know, physically, which also affects you emotionally and spiritually. So we want to support couples. Cancer never happens to one person, you know. Every person who knows them and loves them is also a survivor is also affected so we want to offer programs that support the whole family or the whole community that supports them um, there are often um, a lot of different community support groups too that gear towards breast cancer um, one of my favorite is team survivor which is a women's group that um, they do dragon boat racing and yoga and walking and it's all people that are living and striving to live well so if we can connect our patients with not just the resources we have but the ones that are out there that's how we believe we can serve our patients best that being said I was mentioning to Michelle that our goal also is to really create a survivorship program at our comprehensive breast health center that is geared towards breast cancer patients and I've already asked uh, Michelle to be part of a focus group so that we can and I really said yes <laughs> <laughs> build that out and develop the special needs of this unique population I just wanted to just add on to what you were saying, Cecilia. I, I love these groups that you talked about, especially the outdoor physical ones, because to me, and everyone is different, but to me, what survivorship means is living my life to the fullest and just crossing off things on my bucket list, not because I'm dying, but because I'm living. And so for me as a survivor, I want to be around other people who also have that energy because that helps me go, I'm not that scared person who's sitting in the doctor's office like Glory said, deer in the headlights, what the hell just happened to me? I'm that person who went through everything, mm -hmm. survived it, and now I just want to be around people who give me that energy to go for it. I feel like I want to go out and do dragon boating and stand up paddle boarding and swim with dolphins or whatever it is, like all these things that I that I want to do because I feel like um, a new version of myself. I also love how you said about mind, body, soul because it's so true. My body looks different um, and my mind, my thoughts, everything is different and that you are so right that it's not just the survivor, but it's their family members too. My husband is now truly, I think, for the first time really processing right now everything we just went through. Because you're on autopilot while you're going through it, and now we're stepping away from it, and we can take a breath and be like, 
okay, what just happened to us and how are we gonna work through it now? So, you know, just because you're done with treatment doesn't mean all those thoughts aren't still there. So some of the things that I have done that have really helped me as a survivor to just process things mentally and emotionally are um, going to the beach, walking along the ocean. Um, I really enjoy yoga, playing with my kids, going on family adventures. Um, I write in a journal. And these are all things that I did through treatment um, but they really have helped. They really have helped in this survivorship phase as well. And sometimes, even though I enjoy reading and um, self-help books and things like that, sometimes what really helps me is just to watch like a guilty pleasure show on TV or Netflix or like a trashy book or just something that totally takes my um, attention away from maybe some emotional thoughts and puts it onto something where I can just be in the moment and and it makes me laugh. Dare we ask what trashy show is on your Netflix list? All right, I knew you were gonna ask that. I have to say, it's not on Netflix. It is a show on TV, and I'm gonna throw my husband under the bus and say that we both enjoy this show, and I think him more than me, um, The Bachelor. The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. There, I've said it. I've said it. Wow. <laughs> okay. We're just going to go ahead and conclude episode one on that note. For N equals one, I'm Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Yadira. Please join us for part two. You can find it soon, along with all our episodes, at health.ucsd.edu slash podcasts. And if you want to watch Michelle's breast cancer documentary, check out health.ucsd.edu slash cancer stories.